Hey, y'all, it's Garth. I love the country music family. I love the country music family of artists and the country music family of songs. Some of the greatest artists to ever grace music are under the flag of country music. And some of the greatest songs in music history are under the flag of country music. The Big 615, you're going to hear the newest that country music has to offer. At the same time, you're going to hear the newest that the country classics have to offer. I want to hear the new single from George Strait, and I want to hear it right beside the new single from Luke Combs. And I think the country music family is one of those families that is very inclusive and wants both the established artists and the new artists to be side by side in this thing we call country music. Download the TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn. And by the way, yes, it's free. You can also ask your device to play the big 615 on TuneIn. Okay. I I don't know if it's working or not. I mean, and we can hear you behind. Is it working? Oh, okay. it's live. Hey. I I don't know if it's working or not. I mean, and we can hear you behind. Is it, is it working? Oh, okay. it's live. Hey. I I don't know if it's working or not. I mean, and we can hear you behind. Is it, is it working? Oh, okay. Oh, we got feedback, Elena. Oh, wait. Okay, we're good now. We're good now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. Um, If you like the content, like, comment, share, and subscribe, and leave a tip if you feel obliged. Um, Just a little housekeeping notes. Uh, Join the Patreon if you want to support the podcast, and if you want to support the podcast, people are donating. They're using the affiliates. I test all the products before. Like, I use them. Like, any affiliate that I have in my links, I use. I don't – I would never give you guys, like, bad recommendations. And um, beyond that, um, the Discord. This is the last thing. One of my fans – created a discord for my podcast where we go after the podcast and we talk about subjects that sometimes you can't talk about on YouTube and then people share their experiences. So if you guys want to join us in the discord, it's totally free. I don't make any money off it. It's just something fun that we do. But with all that said, I want to welcome a good friend that I have today with me. I think this is the fifth time she's been on my show. Um, I remember she came on my show the first time ever when, you know, and who I'm speaking of is Elena Denan. And uh, she's a contactee of the Galactic Federation, but born in France, Elena Denan graduated with fine arts in Paris and completed a postgrad in archaeology from the Louvre University. She worked as a field archaeologist for 20 years of her life, among or eight years of Egypt and an epigraphist in the CRNS and places like Karnak, Luxor, Cairo, Dendera, and the Valley of the Kings before returning to France, assigned to the University of Toulouse and studies in Druidry, Shamanism, Energy, and Sound Healing, and she is actually working as a spiritual practitioner. She's written amazing books like We Will Never Let You Down, um, A Gift to the Stars, Um, but what we're going to be talking about tonight was um, Elena, it it just did something like really beautiful that like really kind of touched my soul because like um, 
she did boots on the ground research and not um, nowadays you don't see a lot of people doing boots on the ground research. Elena went to Mesopotamia. I mean, we hear stories of the Sumerian tablets and the stories of the Anunnaki. Um, she did it, you know, and she has proof of it on her YouTube channel. And when I saw this, I was like, this is really amazing. And I need to, I need to talk to her about this because, and then we're also going to be getting into, um, her new book, which is with, uh, with about Area 51 whistleblower Stephen Chua, um, which is a, a great story in itself. I mean, he battled reptilians and all this other stuff. And it's a, it's going to so it's going to be an action packed show. With all that said, I want to welcome Elena to the show. Elena, thank you for coming back on. How are you? I am great, Robert. I'm so glad to be here again and have fun with my good friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me ask you this before we get into the Mesopotamia stuff. Like, well, I was go I was going over your YouTube channel today, and uh, I, I saw that you're going to be a presenter this year again at the Galactic Spiritual Informers Conference. I just thought that maybe like we could tell the audience, like, without giving away too much, but give it like a small preview of like what you plan on talking about at the. Because I know what you said in your video sounded really interesting, so I was like, well, maybe we could share that because I thought that was just amazing stuff. Thank you, Robert. Well, uh, last year I spoke about the technologies of uh, retroengineering of a spacecraft, uh, technologies used in the, the, the galactic and intergalactic organizations. Um, data and information nobody has on Earth. I, I know the step further because I've traveled in these ships. I, I've been explained how they work. I've tried sometimes. So this year uh, I, th I thought I would also present technologies, but not from space, from Earth. The technologies we are using in the past, and we were using tapping into free energy. Of course, there were there was an extraterrestrial component and influence in this, these technologies. And I am going to focus um, on Atlantis. Uh, what was Atlantis, its history and the different technologies used in there. And that's a very, very, um, very big subject, very rich. So that's what I am going to talk about this year in Orlando. That's fascinating. And then are you going to like implement like crystal stuff? Because I know you're doing a show with Dan Willis tomorrow about um, crystal technology. Will you like be in implementing that in as well? Uh, I will. Yes, I will uh, implement the, the what is relating related with the energy production with the crystals. Uh, then uh, Dan Willis will also be there. He will be developing these technologies from the past that we've been studying uh, with his um, knowledge um, from Marcel Vogel's uh, work. He was Marcel Vogel's assistant. And also from knowledge I am bringing uh, with uh, an extraterrestrial being I am in contact with who is a terraformer and who I made contact, I put him in contact with Dan, and uh, he's sharing technology about crystals for all sorts of things, everything about crystal technology. So we've decided to do a course. Uh, it's a year of work, communications, working with teams of scientists as well in the background to test the technologies given by Jen Han, um, the, the terraformer from the Pleiades and uh, so when it works and it's really really encouraging and so we are preparing a series of free videos um, 
on my channel. But Dan will be there to speak in, in Orlando in detail uh, with actually the, the scientists who are, have, are working actually at the moment on uh, manufacturing these, these devices. Um, so he will uh, be there explaining the, the, the modern present uh, application of these ancient technologies and it's going to be exciting. Oh heck yeah, heck yeah! I'm so glad you guys are doing it again this year. I think it's I think it's much needed, like for people to get the truth out, and and then it's also a way for everybody to kind of like come together. And I I'm gonna try to go this year actually. Like I'm gonna really try to make an effort to try to go. But um, yeah, so it should be fun. Um, with, with all that said, I wanted to get into um your journey to Mesopotamia. Like I said, like. This kind of hit my soul on, you know, like I, I, I love the story of the Anunnaki um, kind of, could you tell us like what took you to this part of the air? Did you have like a, like an epiphany to go there or like what made you want to go there? Like, can you talk about that? Yes, I was, um, you know, I have contact with Ia, Prince Ia with Zenki. I have also information coming from, um, other galactic sources about the Anunnaki and the ancient history of Earth. I have that. And uh, there's a lot of um, people who don't know what they're talking about on internet, trying to discredit what I say and not wanting to look into the ancient text, text by, by laziness or lack of knowledge because you really need to, to, to study them. So I, I wanted to go there to bring proofs and evidences with me. And I, I wasn't expecting to find as much evidences and as mind-blowing evidences, you know, uh, evidence about what, about who were the main Anunnaki characters who uh, worked at the genesis of um, a strand of humans. Well, um, so I went there with a group of archaeologists, and uh, we, I, I did my, I was in my own. Um, research, personal research, I, I went so to Eastern Turkey and Northern Mesopotamia, as far as the Tigris River. And I, I wanted to see the sites. Uh, I couldn't go into Iraq because it's dangerous. And it's uh, even uh, for women, especially, <laughs> although yeah. I'm fluent in Arabic, I'm not uh, Iraqi, you know, so that would have been a problem. It's not safe. So but it's Still in my bucket list, I, I need to go there. I want to go there. I want to go to Eridu or Summer. Uh, I summer. I want to go there. So it will happen at one stage, and I will share everything and film and do the same. But so um, when I was working, at, when I was working in Egypt as an archaeologist in the Karnak temples, my um, um, laboratory. Um, uh, head of uh, work, he was always saying to me, he was with my mentor, he, he told me a lot, he was saying to me, you know, in archaeology, there is a big mistake. Archaeology uh, doesn't, is compartmentalized. It doesn't take in account something that is 50% necessary to understand a culture, an ancient culture, and this thing that the archaeologists don't don't take in account it's ethnology and he said always go 
to the people, study the people, go into, immerse yourself, immerse yourself in, in, into the locals and ask them about their folklore, their myth, their stories, their traditions. And that's the thread that's extremely important. And so that's what I, uh, I did, but I, I, I didn't expect that much. Honestly, I was like <laughs> mind blowing. I, um, I want to see Gobekli Tepe in Eastern Turkey, uh, Karahan Tepe, Derinkuyu. I had a lot of um, psychometric uh, also data, also com com comparative studies with other sites. But my the, the, the missing link was for me to meet with the Yezidi people. The Yezidi people, they are Kurds, they are uh, hunted by the ISIS organization, hunted down, um, genocided. Uh, it's, it's horrible what they do to them because they want to get rid of them. Why? These people are the memory keepers of ancient Mesopotamia. I kid you not. They, they only marry within themselves. They maintain their genetics. They they claim very strongly that they are the direct descendants of Adam and Eve, and they are um, animists in a way. They worship the sun, the sunlight, the nature. They are like, like I call them the druids, druids of Middle East. You know, they're very much into nature and the elements and etc. They speak ancient Sumerian. They honor ancient Sumerian gods under. Uh, names that have moved and changed, but it's the same. And they gave me the, the key, the missing link to plug the past into the present. You know, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and what, what is, I was going to ask you, like, what is the Yazidi, um, what is their spirituality like? I, I, I saw a little bit in the webinar, but like, do they, do they, do they talk about Anki? Do they talk about Enlil? Do they talk about Marduk? Like what, do, what is, yes. or do they have different names for them? Yes. So they, uh, their main entity that they, who they, they don't worship. It's not, they, they honor and pay tribute to its, um, its Enki. It's a God, uh, that they named the peacock. God Malak Taos. Malak means uh, angel, and uh, Taos it's his, his name. Um, I believe it has merged into the more Mediterranean cultures, such as such as Greek as Theos, God. Um, Taos Tao is found as well in ancient Romania. Uh, you can uh, read the books of um, Radu Sinamar. Tao T A U, the same name, without the S. It's Enki, so the God who created Adam and Eve. So the, the Yazidi believe in speak, why the peacock? I know why the peacock? I knew straight away. <laughs> because whoever know uh, Ia, what Enki, um, because I, I meet him regularly, he has always been wearing shimmery dresses and robes most of the time purple and green and blue and he has a lot of uh, jewelry and you know and yes comparing him as dressed as a peacock would be 
Right. I was laughing about this. But, why? you know, sometimes you can develop these wings of plasma. It's magnificent anyway. So, okay, we have a question. So, do you think do you think yes. the peacock could represent the uh, like like a, a version of the feathered serpent? Like you know how this is just an observation. Like you know how like in like um, I think Chris Hardy writes about it in the Wars of the Anunnaki. She talks about Enki's serpent symbol, and they talk about the 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 the. the, the sorry, I lost my train of thought. But the feathered serpent, like Quetzalcoatl. You know what I mean? Like, do you think the peacock could be a like a a, a spinoff of that? Or, or, you know what I mean? Like the knowledge. Yes, it's it's very very uh, very clever the, the the link because the serpent is representing in the Yezidi tradition the the evolution of the soul and uh, the. Hey y'all, it's Garth, the Big Six One Five. You're going to hear the newest that country music has to offer. At the same time, you're going to hear the newest that the country classics have to offer. I want to hear the new single from George Strait, and I want to hear it right beside the new single from Luke Combs. That's the thing we call the Big Six One Five. Download the free TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn, or ask your device to play the Big Six One Five on TuneIn. Hey y'all, it's Garth. I love the country music family. I love the country music family of artists and the country music family of songs. Some of the greatest artists to ever grace music are under the flag of country music. And some of the greatest songs in music history are under the flag of country music. The Big 615, you're going to hear the newest that country music has to offer. At the same time, you're going to hear the newest that the country classics have to offer. I want to hear the new single from George Strait, and I want to hear it right beside the new single from Luke Combs. And I think the country music family is one of those families that is very inclusive and wants both the established artists and the new artists to be side by side in this thing we call country music. Download the TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn. And by the way, yes, it's free. You can also ask your device to play the big 615 on TuneIn. The spiritual uh, enlightenment and opening to connect to the spirit world. That's what the serpent represents to them. They have a, a black serpent on all their graves to help the soul uh, uh, transmute into the spiritual state you know i i think it's really uh really this uh really right and um so what what um so they say that this this entity tau tau or taos malek taos um is the is the one who has not created engineered adam and eve and um he has always protected them he has engineered them in Eden. And um, Adam and Eve, they, the Yezidi said that they were cast out of the Garden of Eden by the Thunder God. And they have, um, a, 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 there's a bust a statue of this Thunder God who caused a lot of mayhem on earth, who threw fire at earth. And uh, I, uh, this, this, this head is in the, the San Liorfa Archaeological Museum. And, <laughs> and it's the, I, 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 I was crazy. It's the, the spitting image of Enlil. 
it, the drawing that I made when I, I saw Enlil a few months ago, there was a council, I think it was in end of 2022, and he was there. And I, I, I saw so I make a drawing of, of him is really ugly. <laughs> and I was. I saw oh. that. Can I tell you, I saw that and that freaked me out because that statue of, of Enlil looked exactly like your drawing. And, and something else, I, I'm glad you brought up this topic because I wanted to go over this with you. I watched your interview with Karina Pataki. She's great. I've like, you know, I've had her on my yeah. show too. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I compared, uh, okay. So I had Paul Wallace on my show yesterday. He thinks that, and that Yahweh was, um, like a lower Elohim or lower Anunnaki, but I think that Yahweh was Enlo. And here's my main reasons for saying this, because I feel like if you look at the Atrahasis account, in the Atrahasis account, Enlil was, you know, he wasn't just bringing a flood on the earth. He tried to starve the humans before that. He tried to um, oh, yes. murdering humans. Like this was Enlil in the Atrahasis, the Sumerian account. But then when you look at the Bible, Yahweh was doing the same things like with murder, you know, um, you so you see a lot of comparisons to these to this uh, this entity. Do you believe this could be the same entity, or what are your thoughts on that? I do not only believe; I know it's the same entity. Corinna Pataki effectively speaks about the evidences very eloquently, and yes, it was the same entity behind everything corresponds the title commander of armies uh it, it's everything corresponds the, the blood sacrifice only reptilians do that you know uh, and lil was uh, was a reptilian only the, the, the reptilian are able to tell people just do bloodshed murder each other and just being very cunning to to make people kill each other and order um virgin girls for themselves you know yahweh was ordering uh virgin little girls and young girls for himself for his own pleasure i mean how evil and not talking about human sacrifices and all the rest it was enlil it was enlil um there are many corroborations that that um you know parallels in the, the text it's, it's quantum nearly you know? so it's, it's, it's absolutely yeah. That's him. That's him. That's that's interesting. Um, one of the, another place that I noticed that you went to that I thought was really interesting that I picked out from your video was the uh, the poles of Abraham, where there was a temple to the son of Marduk, Nabu. Um, could you talk a little bit about that and and what just like your thoughts on it? Like I know it's it's more of a place, so there's probably not much to say, but um, just like what were your thoughts seeing that and like taking that in? Yeah, so um, I I went there with an open open mind. I didn't know there was uh, I wasn't didn't know what I was expecting. You know, I went to this beautiful town of of San Liofa. Well, by the way, I advise everyone to go and see because to me San Liofa had the colors, the fragrance, the atmosphere of ancient Mesopotamia. Uh, if you try to picture a town in ancient Mesopotamia, such as Babylon or Sumer or Ur, San Liofa has this vibration. San Liofa, and it, it's absolutely magnificent. So it's a, the Orient, Oriental, Oriental Middle East dream, you know? So there was all these pools and 
channels and basins and fountains in the town with sculpted archways and i was just enjoying the beauty and the atmosphere i was walking in the archway and i i approached so it's a very 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 ancient church that had been converted into a mosque and as i approached i felt my legs cut and my psychometric skills just went on and really off the charts uh i my legs started shaking that's when there's a death bad energy and i my my psychometric vision so blood in the waters blood flowing in the waters and i start to see human sacrifices and i was watching back in time human sacrifices and it was absolutely extremely bad 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 and i heard in my head that's a temple that's a temple to marduk i have to, i shut everything down and i just walked away i walked away shut down walk walked away <sighs> uh so at um when uh, in the evening i could just go on internet and check and do some researches uh, it wasn't mentioned anywhere marduk but this place this particular church was was built on a temple to the god nabu who is marduk's son and i was wow but no mention of of marduk so i deduced that a temple of marduk existed before before a temple to his son was built on it and which makes a bit of sense so that was a not enjoyable experience but i went that's when you know you efflores you just nearly touched the power of these entities this ancient god it's, it wasn't him it was you know because marduk is not here anymore it's not on this planet it was the memory of the past that was embedded in the stones and in the place and you whew. yeah one, wow. one, one thing i wanted to uh, bring up i thought this would be interesting to talk about is the the mindset of the people there like i know the yazeti are very spiritual but like how did you gauge the rest of the population would you say they're waking up or would you say this is more of an area still steeped in religious turmoil no they are very well aware of who they are and they are trying to to first stay alive <laughs> yeah and raise their children safely and second keep their spirituality and culture so to in order to survive they made compromises they they accept to include elements of islam and element of christianity into their their belief system which they kind of pretend they 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 all know, but they in fact not really. They are very faithful to their core beliefs, which are Sumer Sumerian gods uh, and the good ones. Um, they so they speak ancient Sumerian, and they I met a few of them. Um, they speak Kurdish, and I don't. So it was uh, quite difficult, but as I am learning Sumerian, it was I could understand some some uh, some uh, aspect of their dialect. Uh, so it's, it's a Sumerian dialect. Um, so they explained to me that um, 
they they have this prayer this this prayer to this this worship to the sun but it's not the sunlight so this person was showing to me how they were performing their salutation to the to the shamash they call it shamash uh, like in the mesopotamian you know um like in sumerian uh, shamash well, shamash is not the, yeah shamash uh, is not the sun uh this person said to me no no sun is ra they call it ra as well uh, sun is ra it's god entity and this person was saying to me and shamash is the wings it's the radiation and the radiance life force she said it's like a supernova it it radiates light and that's shamash and that's what the the uh honor and the, the radiance the life force the the, the source energy the, the thrill the source energy you know the radiance so they have this prayer where they, they put a hand on their heart and they draw it in their heart it's a chanting in sumerian it's absolutely magnificent and they, there's of course their language has evolved from the original sumerian but there is still a lot a lot a lot of vocabulary that this person could uh, teach me comparisons it it was it's it's so much you know um and of and there's so much to say as well about um about enki you know uh the 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 taos angel enki he um created adam and eve with the help of seven other angels who knew about creating fascinating humans from dust sumerians said from clay it's the same thing it's the kind of a medium so these seven ones uh, knew about some knew about genetics some knew about uh, botanicals some knew about weather some knew about this and that um and they honored. I've been to a sanctuary, Yazidi, Yazidi sanctuary, where they have this big. Uh, they have it's like stupa. It's like in India. It's like, they have like stupa, and the the big one representing uh, the, the the creator had a merkaba on it. <laughs> I'm not oh, kidding. Cool. I kid you not. A merkaba on it, and then in front of them there were seven stupa, and that represented the seven, seven angels who helped Taos and Ki to uh, bring civilization and create Adam and Eve and etc. And I went, my God, that's the Apkalu of the, the Eridu Genesis, the Apkalu, the seven sages. And it's the seven, the Apkalu are the seven uh, giants in stasis that, that are waiting to uh, wake up, get the, the soul back in. That, that's that's Ningish Zida, that's all that's Aruna, that's all the team. <laughs> you know, that's that's them. And I went like <laughs> the Yezidi are the missing link. They they know. That's absolutely not not talking yet about Ninosa and the Serpent Queen. That's another thing as well they have. That's one another thing I wanted to bring up. I thought that, that I saw that too. I, I wanted to talk about the representations of Ninmon and Hersag. For people that don't know, this is the mother goddess. Like she was the, per, the female goddess that helped create humans with Anki. It's in the Atrahasis account. If you read the Atrahasis, um, they believe Ninmon was Anki's half sister. Is that correct? Um, and yeah, um, but yeah, I'll let you tell. But there was representations of her there. Yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. They call her the serpent goddess, but not the, the the goddess of the serpents of the snakes. 
uh, animals. She's the serpent queen. Her name is Shahmaran, which uh, means the the ruler of the the, the the snake. But it's in fact trans translated, and they, they see her as the queen the queen serpent, the queen of the serpent magic. She is she embodies the the power of the serpent. But that's the Kundalini, and there are representations of her in the tree of life. You see a snake rolled around the tree of life, <clears throat> and the top is a, bu a bust and a head of a beautiful woman with long black hair, and she has a crown. It's like horns. With uh, you have a circle sometimes in it, or a crown, a specific crown with palms, and a little snake here, like the, the Egyptian Urus. Okay, so she is. You know, I, I'm going to come to the Egyptian side of it just after. This, uh, she represents, she helped Melaktaos, Enki, to create Adam and Eve. And she is, she is for the Yezidi, the serpent in the tree of life. She is the one who activates the Kundalini into Adam and Eve. She is the one who brought knowledge. Um, and, you know, um, so that's her. And... Hey y'all, it's Garth. I love the country music family. I love the country music family of artists and the country music family of songs. Some of the greatest artists to ever grace music are under the flag of country music. And some of the greatest songs in music history are under the flag of country music. The Big 615, you're going to hear the newest that country music has to offer. At the same time, you're going to hear the newest that the country classics have to offer. I want to hear the new single from George Strait, and I want to hear it right beside the new single from Luke Combs. And I think the country music family is one of those families that is very inclusive and wants both the established artists and the new artists to be side by side in this thing we call country music. Download the TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn. And by the way, yes, it's free. You can also ask your device to play the big 615 on TuneIn. Hey there, it's your friend Stormy Warren here, and I want to invite you to my new home, the big 615, exclusively on TuneIn. So what is the big 615? Well, simply put, it's the official home of country music broadcasting live from Nashville to the world. Download the TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn. And by the way, yes, it's free. You can also ask your device to play The Big 615 on TuneIn. Get the latest on country music from your favorite artists to the hottest songs climbing up the charts. Oh, and it's commercial free. That means a whole lot more music and a whole lot more country. Hear it all on the Stormy Warren Show weekdays from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central. Download the TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn. And by the way, yes, it's free. You can also ask your device to play The Big 615 on TuneIn. And I look forward to having you join me on The Big 615. This is your country station. The Big 615. It's obviously Ninosa. And Ninosa is very interesting. Means the lady of the mountain. Well... When I was in um, Karahan Tepe, which is 14,000 years old, they have a whole complex that was dedicated to the worship of snakes. And they, that's what I could, I could 
capture with my skills. And but there's this head that comes out of the mountain in one of the sanctuary, uh, the enclosures of Karahan Tepe. And it struck me how this head was a head of a female and comes out of the mountain. It was Ninosa. The Huri Prehittites, they uh, represented a cow coming out of the mountain representing the goddess who brings the, 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 the deceased in the afterlife place to revive them and renew them. Then, now Egypt, Hathor, Hathor is Ninosa, Hathor is represented also as a cow that comes out of the mountain. She looks exactly like uh, the Shahmaran with the, and Ninosa, the horns, solar disk, the Urus, and they represent the same concepts of life, of birth, of the, the creation of, of, of manufacturing of, of humans. And so that, that, that was so interesting that the, the, the Shahmaran, the, it was, was Ninosa explained that in fact Ninosa gave the knowledge and she was her, it was her. Uh, Enki and her were geneticists, but it wasn't, the serpent isn't Enki, it's Ninosa. It's the knowledge, she activated the Kundalini, the, the, the serpent magic, as the Yezidis say, uh, in Adam and Eve. Um, of course, you have the Yezidi flag, it's round, it's a peacock, and you have this, the sigil dingir, the, the um, cuneiform Sumerian for dingir on his head, means, means uh, deity. And you have a name that's, I, I published that in one of my, my videos, my last one, the name in a um, cuneiform Sumerian, Lord of the Earth, Enki. That wow. is mind-blowing. It's not me. I didn't invent it. It's the Yezidi. It's their flag. I didn't create it. It was there before I was born. <laughs> and further, one step further, I haven't spoken about that in my videos because I discovered it just lately. Who in the Hindu gods <laughs> wears <laughs> peacock feathers? has a trident all the time and protects humanity and created humanity, fascinated humanity. Well, it's Shiva. Shiva has blue skin and he has a partner. It's Parvati and Parvati means in Sanskrit, daughter of the mountain. Period. <laughs> Wow, it all connects, right? It's it's interesting. And then I was gonna say, like, you know how you said that um, Nin Herzog act activated the Kundalini. Well, then you see that serpent knowledge spread to like Enki and Thoth, and then also uh, you know like to places all the way to the, like Chich, you know, the Quetzalcoatl. And then he had the serpent knowledge, and then it's down the serpent goes down the pyramid in Chichen Itza, and then it's on our caduceus, you know, like or the uh, the medical symbol, you know, for yeah. you know, it's 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 so. It's 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 interesting how that serpent knowledge spread all over the world. But then some people try to demonize the serpent. But I don't I don't I don't follow that. I think it was a more positive thing. I I agree with you. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Oh, oh oh my god oh my goodness! It's the institution institutionalized. Sorry for my French. Religions from created by Enlil 
Marduk, Ninor Tag, Marduk's um, and Litson. These institution religions from the created in order to enslave humanity under control and fear. Um, they reverse the narratives. They, they certainly didn't want that the humans of Earth discover their own power, discover the, the, the double coil within them, the power plant. You know, the, think about the Tesla coil. This is the same technology, the two polarities, the two serpents, because the Kundalini is not one snake, it's two, it's the coiling of, of two uh, electrodes, okay? And when it arrives, think about the caducium, when it arrives at the pineal gland, it opens it and the vortex, boom, impl well, implodes, and your power is activated. And that's what they didn't want. That's why they tried to calcify our pineal gland, blah, blah, blah. They reverse the narratives, okay? And as much as they can, th these evil institutions, when they cannot, they could do, couldn't uh, suppress a pagan belief, a sp an ancient spirituality, when they couldn't eradicate it because they, they couldn't, they were able, they would hijack it and reverse the narrative. You know that uh, Jesus, Yeshua, they they reversed, they hijacked a lot of things. You know, they used it for his own power. They used uh, Yeshua for his own power. Yeshua has never been a death cult of this guy nailed to the cross. If you look at the early Christian uh, representations, it's not about that. Uh, you know, they, they, they really reversed everything. Um, uh, maybe, yes, he was crucified, etc. But it wasn't all about that. You know, it was about his message. You know, Yeshua came and he said, and he, he was a hybrid. I mean, you know, his mother was abducted, which is evi evidence. But I mean, he, his message was, you have the power. Uh, the kingdom of God is within you. you well, everything I can do, you can do too. He was trying to empower people. And he said to the, the, the priest, the Pharisee, the priest, um, he said, the God Yahweh that you, you, you worship is not a God. And your father is not my father. It, it's, it's an evil entity. And he was coming to tell the truth to people. Stop worshiping and being slaved to this evil power. You have the power and you, you need to, to, to believe in your, your own sovereignty. Oh my goodness. It, it ended badly for him. <laughs> but the message, we need to go back to that message. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, no, I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I, I wanted to touch on something real quick. I wanted to tell you, like, I actually had my first, my Kundalini experience the other night. Like, I, I took magic mushrooms, right? And I, when I laid down, I got this, like, energy that went up my spine. And I was yes. imagining in my mind, and it turned into a snake. And all this energy started because before this, let me just tell you, my I told this on my podcast. So people might have heard this, but I want to tell you because you're so spiritual. Like, I, I want to get your opinion on it. So, like, weeks leading up to this, my pineal gland and my crown have been tingling like crazy. I've been seeing synchronistic numbers all the time. Like, every time I look at the clock, it's 333. 444, 1111. Well, then it all led up to this night where I took magic mushrooms. I laid down. I felt energy going up my spine. I imagined the snake coming out. The energy went into my pineal gland and then it exploded out into like, it seemed like it like exploded out into the collective. And ever since I've just felt like amazing, but weird. I can't explain it. It's a, it's a, it's the most amazing feeling. Like I really think I might've had a Kundalini experience. Do you, do you think that's what it was? Congratulations. 
congratulations you experienced it I and, think, right? yes uh, because maybe you you, you are not uh, ex experienced enough naturally to do it naturally uh, mushrooms helped you but now you know you've you've experienced it and you are able i'm sure to recreate it without the mushrooms no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just like I just do that for like expansion of consciousness, spiritual. I don't, you know, it's just like. But um, I, one thing I, I wanted to touch on. Uh, well, let me ask you this: Is there anything else that you want to touch on as regarding Mesopotamia before we re we move on to Stephen Chua? Oh, there's so much. Uh, what to pick? Um, well, you know, um, I just. I'm so glad I can I could bring the proofs by the ethnology uh, of who is who, who is truly who in the in the, the text and the texts haven't been inverted out. Some idiots pretend the texts are the text is the records. Okay, listen, these people in these times they were struggling. There were wars. There were wars between the gods, the spaceships, wars on the earth. Do you think they would waste time at engraving tablets with telling tales? No, they were recording their history and everything that was going on as fast as they could and they, they preserving that, that the generations in the future would, would learn about what had happened, you know? And there are these people, these descendants, who have passed on this knowledge, this knowledge, this knowledge, the Yezidi. I mean, I don't think the Yezidi read the, 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 the cuneiform, you know, it's not down to everyone to read cuneiform. It, no, it's their culture. And it matches the, the, the Hatrahasis, the Maelish, the Genesis of Eridu, it matches all the text. And that, you know, when you can have the human uh, element in the equation, that proves it and the traditions, everything, the gods, the correspondence, you have everything, the missing link. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, like people can go, like, right, they have the tablets. You can read them on Oxford University. It's um, ETCSL, Oxford, just like people type in Oxford University, ETCSL, they have every Sumerian tablet translated. And I always say for people, I don't know if you would agree with this, I always say to people to read the Enuma Elish, the Atrahasis, the Epic of Gilgamesh, and the Sumerian Kings list. And then once they understand those, they can kind of branch off to like the code of Hammurabi and the legend of Atana. But like, even in the code of Hammurabi and the legend of Atana, though, both those people, like Atana was the, the king of the city of Kish. And he says he got his laws from Marduk. And same in the code of Hammurabi. Hammurabi says he got his laws from Bel. And I think we know Bel as in Marduk. I'm not sure if that's right, but like, that's Marduk. Yes, Bell is Marduk. Marduk, yes. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, I think it's interesting that people can just go read the tablets for themselves and they'll see that it matches up. It, it's like, I, I mean, I know like Sitchin got some stuff wrong, but it's it's all there for people to read, you know? Yeah. It's, you know but, yeah, you uh, must not, yeah, I, I, I advise not to uh, just contain yourself to Sitchin um, because uh, the, the books, you can buy them on Amazon and it's, it's, um, enjoyable to read. Sitchin has uh, his own interpretation, okay? Um, I It's interesting. Take it as um, something interesting you can refer to to find correspondence, okay? But Sitchin is not the Bible about the Anunnaki. And that's the, the mistake people people do make. 
as Robert you were saying, people go to the original text and and uh, the the academic scholar translations of people who actually know what they were doing, <laughs> translating. You know, people who and, and these tablets, you know, they are translated by uh, archaeologists and linguists who most of them do not believe in ETs and do not do new age uh, things they are really scholars so that's great because that's very grounded and it's a base then to use as a tool for corroborating this or that if you want to have fun do your own research yeah i think it's wonderful so i guess we can move on to uh, your new book with stephen chua now i it's amazing I, and guys this book's only three dollars for the kindle version on amazon like so i mean and this book is like an amazing tale of disclosure um did you want to talk about it like how you got introduced to stephen chua and why you thought it was important to, to kind of bring this book forward because i know you had brought in the videos forward and i've watched the video interviews and they were very telling but i mean i thought it was good to take i think it's kind of good to get this on print so people get an idea just who exactly this guy was well i okay yeah I, oh it's it's everybody needs to know about his story because it's now where we are talking about these retro engineer technologies you know <coughs> excuse me how i met him it was like on the patreon private uh interview and he was there there was a group and uh, I was interviewed about my first book, A Gift from the Stars, in 2020. And he was in the, in the chat, in the group, and uh, he started to ask me questions oh, about the greys, and he said, oh, that matches with what I experienced. I worked in Area 51, and everyone went like, what? <laughs> you know? And he said, oh, I can't talk really about it, but he was asking me a lot of questions. And um, afterwards, um Hey y'all, it's Garth, the Big 615. You're going to hear the newest that country music has to offer. At the same time, you're going to hear the newest that the country classics have to offer. I want to hear the new single from George Strait, and I want to hear it right beside the new single from Luke Combs. That's the thing we call the Big 615. Download the free TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn. Or ask your device to play the big 615 on TuneIn. But because I gave my email, anyone want to contact me? He contacted me and he said, listen, uh, we can exchange experience because I'm interested on your opinion on some extraterrestrials I met when I was in Area 51. And we started an email correspondence and Zoom private conversations and and then, um, and everything is in my book. All, all, I decided to publish all my correspondence with Stephen. What happened is that for two months, suddenly I didn't have any news from him and I was worried. And two months later, he contacted me again and his tone was uh, very uh, straightforward. He said, you have a YouTube channel, please interview me, I'm ready to speak. I had at the time maybe 20,000 uh, subscribers, maybe not, maybe less, really less, maybe. Um, so I went, no, you're sure. I mean, that's dangerous. And he, he was becoming a bit, you know, vehement, like, please, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want it. I need to, I need to. And 
he okay okay i really insist oh he insisted okay we record an interview about his experience in area 51 but also because he was a sniper also uh, in um in southeast asia asia he had encounters with reptilians in southeast asia he was fighting them he has a lot of stories about fighting reptilians in caves and etc um so he told all these stories and especially area 51 everything about how he was used as a pilot plane pilot uh, of f-15 to drive plane by thought and he saw their retroengineering, he saw their different ETs working with humans, he saw the facilities, everything. So he explained uh, everything in the, in the video. Well, um, four days later, he was dead. Uh, you cannot imagine how I, I felt. I felt horrible. Um, but um in fact he i spoke with other people with his his partner uh we had long chat with his partner rebecca and we also i uh, spoke with people who knew him and they all told him he was so sick he was dying anyway he was attacked and his partner is certain that they terminated him because uh, at the end of the video he said i have i'm remembering so much more i'm going to tell you next time and um, the the following morning, um, uh, yeah, it's a, the following morning, he just sent me an email. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much. And then four days later, uh, his partner phoned me and she said he's he's been terminated. He's, he's dead. He's dead. They killed him. They killed him. And you know, um, well, I, I speak about all that in in the book. Um, he was brave. He, he's been tortured. He's been waiting for the moment, the right moment to speak. Um, in one of our conversations, he said that he, he chose me because he knew I was protected. And um, he, he said he chose me. And I understand why now. Uh, well, anyway, he has so many details. So he was, yes, he speaks about the involvement of the, the Vatican, the Vatican in Area 51. The Vatican had their own space programs. Uh, it speaks about who was in charge um, and things like this. Technology. One of the things, of the things yeah. I found interesting was the uh, the Dr. Jenkins cooperative. Well, I, I was just, I just wanted to say there was like I read the book and I I found a lot of interesting stuff. Like I love that you were able to find cooperations between um, David Adair. Charles Hall with the tall whites. I mean, that was just fascinating because I, I love when we can tie together other people's stories. So now that gives credence to somebody else's story, but it's also giving credence to Stephen's story. Does that make any sense or no? Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, uh, Michael Salah contacted me straight after, and that's when we, we started working together. And uh, I offered Michael Salah to do the forward of this book, and he was delighted because, and I'm so grateful to him, because um, he was able to make all the comparisons and the corroborations. So he wrote a four pages forward telling all the, the corroborations uh, from Stephen's testimony with ex David Adair um, and all the others, you know, Phil Schneider and uh, and all all the things. Um, 
everything matches everything matches yeah and dr jenkins yes when i was 14 years old uh, i had this uh, extraterrestrial nordic girl who being woman who myra who beamed into my bedroom and showed me transform my my world into a screen and she so showed me area 51 and she said you need to find dr jenkins and it was in the 80s okay and stephen worked there in the 80s when this dr jenkins who was based in wright patterson Air Force Base working for the Vatican. He was based in Wright Patterson and he was uh, going to Area 51 to uh, do intelligence, you know, and report to Vatican. Um, oh, all of this. Uh, yes, and when Stephen said, oh, yeah, Dr. Jenkins was his name, I, I fell off my chair nearly. <laughs> nearly. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I wanted to touch on was the uh, the Benazir Bhutto attempted assassination. I mean, there, that was so strange. Like the, I don't want to give too much of your book away, but like, you know, I'm trying, I want to get people interested in it. There, so Benazir Bhutto was the politician, um, kind of infamous. Like, uh, can you talk about that a little bit, or from what what you know? I know it's it's not it's a kind of off yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Benazir Bhutto was the, in the eye of the deep state. They wanted to get rid of her for some reasons, and they finally did. But when she visited once uh, Singapore, and I could really find on the internet the year, the day, the photos, uh, so to corroborate what Stephen was saying. Uh, and uh, there was an assassination attempt already uh, on her uh, that Stephen he's, and the other soldiers could avoid so they saved her life that time and it was reptilians so it describes how they caught them that, that, that's fascinating um and then uh, the, the, another thing that i found interesting was that like he knew a lot of the same like extraterrestrial information that you know like as i was perusing the book i saw that he knows stuff about the naga the sea car um the mitra the killy tokert and their slave trade and the food market and stuff like that like um can you just kind of touch on that real quick and again i don't want to give too much of your book away just you know trying to get people yeah. in what what blew my mind it's like it described the races with the same names you know and uh it was it, he hadn't read my book yet because i sent him uh, my book afterwards uh but it's just hearing me talking he was really curious um he described the different it is yes kilito kurt the small grays of different origins the mitra uh in there uh who was doing what and where they were living. The Mitra and the Kiditokut were, weren't getting on to, to the, together. And I said, yes, the Mitra don't get a, get along with anyone anyway. <laughs> the way he describes them, it's like, wow, it's it's them, it's them, it's them. I mean, you, you, you cannot make this up because I, I met some of these beings, I saw some of them. And he what he described is exactly what I felt personally meeting them. It's, you can't make this up. Um, he saw people coming from Mars. And you know, at that time, I I never heard, I had never heard of Tony Rodriguez. I never knew, and I never knew about all the secret space programs. I was new, I mean, I was just a girl telling about my abduction. <laughs> So I know, what? Who? <laughs> so he, he, he said he saw once on in Area 51 a shuttle coming back from Mars with people used as slave force. And he described it, he had a chat with them. So he, he just he describes it. It's, it's impressive, you know? 
It really is. And I'm so glad that you were able to uh, bring his story forward. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to uh, share on the Stephen Chua thing before we finish up for tonight? Again, like I didn't want to give away too much of your book. I kind of want to leave it for people to read because there's so much in there. I think people definitely need to get it because it's an eye opener. It really is. It, 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 it really shows you. It gives a lot of cooperations to other people's stories. Like you said, Tony Rodriguez. Char or Tony Rodriguez, I'm sorry, Charles Hall, um, David Adair. Um, you know, it's it's so interesting. It's 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 a it's a it's a must read, I would say. But is there anything else you would like to share regarding that? Well, Stephen, you know, he was a very spiritual person as well, and that's that goes with his abilities. He was able to generate gamma brain waves. That's why they they took him there to for experiment, and his last words were about the power of love the frequency of love that we if we uh, elevate ourselves into the frequency of love compassion compassion where evil entities cannot reach out to us and it, it's a strength so it, it you know he, he was really insisting on that insisting on that uh, rising the our frequency by the, the by compassion and uh, something i always want to re to to remind people um he was a great person he's still alive somewhere you know um um i've seen him twice but uh, it's a tragedy anyway because it's the 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 hell the hell they inflict to him to try to stop him talking all his life. I wanted to ask you, Elena, do you think like, as far as like the afterlife goes, this is just like pure speculation. So I just kind of want to get your opinion on this before we finish up. Like, do you think there's like an alternate universe or like a parallel reality where our past loved ones and like people who passed away exist? And then like, maybe sometimes this could be compared to like the out of body or astral realm. And this could also be like a psychedelic realm. And this could also be a realm where the ETs access to a lot of my research points to that, but I just kind of want to get your opinion on that. That like, these are like kind of different levels of consciousness, but like it's some, for some reason us humans can't access it for some reason, unless people, you know, do, you know, deep states of meditation or psychedelics or do you know what I'm trying to say? Or what, what are your thoughts on that? It's the etheric realm where the soul goes when once it's disembodied. So each, each, from my knowledge, each planet, which has a um, ecosphere, um, magnetosphere, has etheric layers, okay? Uh, that's necessary when you have life. A planet needs etheric layers where souls are going to uh, go and stay there in these etheric, etheric planes and come back to reincarnate to continue the evolution and the learning and the experience, etc., once you reach a certain level of evolution of consciousness, you are able to get out of this planetary matrix and incarnate on another world, but only when you've reached a certain level of evolution in your consciousness and soul, etc. So these etheric planes, I also believe that some ET races can access them and tap into them. I, I believe the, the greys can do that. They, they can't anymore because solar system is cut but they they were probably in the in the in the, in the past 
um, that's how I I know about these things. That's fascinating. That really is. Well, um, I don't have any other questions for you. We've been going almost an hour. So do you want to tell everybody um, where to find you, anything else you want to promote? And uh, thank you so much for doing this. I think this went really well. Thank you, Robert. Um, um, people want to know everything about me. It's my website, elenadanan.org. And I have an author page where you can find all my books who are also available on Amazon. Kindle and, and paperback and also um, Google Play. Um, and I have webinars now once a month. The next is uh, soon, I think, this uh, this Sunday, uh, um, where I, in fact, um, I, it's a Q&A. I, I tell about the behind-the-curtain scenes of my work as an emissary. So it's good fun and you can have both questions and... Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's nice, um, and that's about me. That's about me. My YouTube channel where I put everything for free, and um, well, that's it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in tonight, and all the links will be in the description. And uh, everybody, have a good night. And uh, all right, thanks, guys. Hey y'all, it's Garth. I love the country music family. I love the country music family of artists and the country music family of songs. Some of the greatest artists to ever grace music are under the flag of country music. And some of the greatest songs in music history are under the flag of country music. The Big 615, you're going to hear the newest that country music has to offer. At the same time, you're going to hear the newest that the country classics have to offer. I want to hear the new single from George Strait, and I want to hear it right beside the new single from Luke Combs. And I think the country music family is one of those families that is very inclusive and wants both the established artists and the new artists to be side by side in this thing we call country music. Download the TuneIn app from the App Store. That's TuneIn. And by the way, yes, it's free. You can also ask your device to play The Big 615 on TuneIn.